Goal setting with finances within entrepreneurship. That's what we're going to be talking about today with our guest, Sharice Chambers, small business CFO strategist. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Don't you move. We're glad you're with us. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. All right. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard and seen all across the world wide web. We are glad to have you uh, joining us here today. All oh, the talk about the money. Somebody say, show me the money. Show me the money. We know that our live streaming platforms are sending out notifications across Facebook and across, looks like LinkedIn and Twitter and YouTube. And so we know that uh, all of those notifications are going out to bring you all in. But we want to shout you out, uh, in particular, those that check us out on Blog Talk Radio uh, later on, and also our iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And oh my goodness, all of the places, iHeartRadio, we thank you for uh, checking out the show. And this segment is brought to you by, yes, 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 uh, drum roll, throw up a virtual drum roll. This segment is brought to you by my 12-month group coaching program called The Platform Builder. And this program helps high-achieving women entrepreneurs uh, to position their expertise with a polished visual brand, increase visibility with creating or seeking speaking and media opportunities uh, by building authority with a book, a published book, and converting more customers with content marketing. And so um, the next cohort starts the very first week of January, and we invite you to apply uh, and check it out over at platformbuilder.biz. So you'll hear a little bit more about that. Let me welcome those that are coming on in. Hey, Katona. Hey, girl. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Hey, uh, my mom is here. We're glad to have you. Certainly hanging out over on YouTube. Hello, Kim and Deborah. I'm glad to see you all here. So let's go ahead and bring up our guest because, yes, our topic today is all around goal setting with finances, with entrepreneurship. So I invite you to share this out. Hey, Ayana, thanks for stopping in. Um, share this out or tag someone uh, to say, hey, this is a topic you need to uh, come on in and uh, chat about. So without further ado, ado. Let me share the bio, a little bit of the bio of our guest, and you can see the full bio at charvette.com. So Sharice Chambers is an award-winning small business CFO strategist. Her company, Financial Fancy LLC, empowers aspiring and established entrepreneurs to create long-term sustainability and accountability with their business finances. She has over a decade experience in tax preparation and accounting and consulting. And Sharice is also a dynamic motivational speaker, workshop facilitator, uh, engaging podcaster and community leader coming up to the mic uh, live on the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Put your uh, digital and virtual hands together for Sharice Chambers. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is 
we look technical difficulties all the way around. I just I don't understand, but we go get it together. But thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you are welcome. We we are glad to have you. Got a uh, love coming on in in the comments. Thank you, Crystal. Hey there, hey girl, hey. Uh, for all of those that are coming on in, so um, Sharice, I want to actually just start off with you sharing about your entrepreneurial journey and how you kind of landed in the spaces that you're in now. Yeah, that's a good question. So actually, I became an accidental entrepreneur, just a tad bit. So I started my business when I started working with a tax firm. And I realized that um, I was like, they're charging people an arm and a leg to do their taxes. And I was like, I think I could do this. So I actually found out, did all the information of what I would need to do to actually be able to charge people to do their taxes. And that's where Capital Fundamentals actually was born. So my business used to be called um, Capital Fundamentals. And then um, I was starting to think that realizing that people didn't have the information that they needed to write off the right taxes and deductions and stuff. And I was like, what does it look like to give them more information, right? Mm -hmm. So then I kind of came over to Financial Fancy and we were providing financial information, strategies and things of that nature. And then I also realized I could do this full time because taxes are only a couple of months out the year. And I was so I conceptualized that and then that's when I went full time. But unfortunately, in my story, I ended up having to go back to a job because although I went to formal school for education for finances, when you're in the thick of it as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. You realize people pay different. <laughs> and then you're relying <laughs> on them to pay the invoices on time so you can pay your mortgage every month. And my cash flow sucked. So I mm. actually had to go back to a nine to five. I worked at a car dealership in their accounts receivables and I said, all right, let's give ourselves a year to figure this out. And I did. And then I went back full time. And the entrepreneur story doesn't always have to end with being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. I ended up taking a job in Richmond um, in February of this year as a business advisor with the Small Business Development Center. So you can have it all. And what having it all for me is running Financial Fancy, being an SBDC small business advisor, and just you know, being a resource to small business owners in general, because it's about the impact. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so Lynchburg to Richmond, mm -hmm. are, is Lynchburg considered like your home home? No. So actually I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. That's where I'm at right now. You know, okay. celebrating the holidays. Yes. But I lived in Lynchburg for 20 years. I moved there in 2001 to go to Liberty and um, I ended up leaving for a year. I did some mission work, came back and finished my degree, not at Liberty, but, you know, Lynchburg had became home. So I say Lynchburg grew me up. I moved there when I was 17. Um, what I was 38, 30, 39 when I moved. Right. Uh -huh. So a lot of times I was there so long. People were like, didn't you go to EC glass? Didn't you go to, I was like, no, no, I didn't go to any of those schools. Yeah. But I love Lynchburg. Lynchburg has a very special place in my heart. And I, and I go back there frequently cause I have clients who, um, have their businesses there. Wonderful. And, but Richmond gets to claim you, uh, now, and, and you and I actually have, met in person so mm -hmm. listeners and viewers is not all not all of the time do i actually meet the guests and so right. um love 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 all of just the the support you show online and all of that and so i want to jump in absolutely to our topic goal setting with finances mm -hmm. talking to our entrepreneurs and so um holiday we're at the holiday week mm -hmm. and so it's going to be pretty much the rest of the year is going to almost like feel like a blur um to a lot of people and so as we look at at 2023, 
I bet you probably want us to pause and have some reflection on 2022. So what mm-hmm. what would you say about kind of looking at the 2022 year to help plan for 2023? What, especially since Black Friday is coming upon us, right? I always say, let's go back and look at the data and see what works, right? Yeah. This is not the time for you to create a new strategy around your marketing plan. This is not a time to... Um, try something new or even sell something new um, a lot of the times. You need to figure out what's the tried and true because the reality situation is the holiday season is the, I say, the Super Bowl of retail, the Super Bowl of people wanting, people are, if they don't want to do nothing else, they want to buy something. And this is an opportune time for you to hold on to that spirit of what that looks like, right? So if you have a boutique, you sell soaps, even if you sell a service, right? It's a good time mm-hmm. for you to just represent yourself, reposition yourself for the opportunities. And it should be the easiest time actually to execute on this because again, the consumer is looking to buy, right? This is the this is the mm-hmm. heightened time of the year where people are like, I want to give you my money. Here is my credit card. Please swipe <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Good, good, good. And so um, as we think, and I love um, how you share so much information on your website. You actually have a podcast as well. So listeners and viewers, um, charvette.com is a great place for all of, of Sharice's links and then her certainly her main website. And so go as we think about goals, um, and before actually before I get to goals, any last minute tax tips you would have leaving out of the year, any last minute deductions, anything that you would say to entrepreneurs about, hey, like, do this. Do that Christmas dinner. Do that Christmas dinner for your employees. This is the last year the IRS says they're going to let you write off 100% of meals. So go ahead and buy that food. If you you don't do anything else with with your employees to create culture or even your contractors, right? Buying people Starbucks gift cards, you can write that off 100%. So do that mileage and write off that food. That's probably a lot of changes i wouldn't even say changes a lot of things are going back to what i call pre-covid right that okay. irs and the government did a lot of things for us extending child tax credits and um, employment retention credits and stuff but i see 2023 really feeling like 1999 <laughs> going back okay. to what we what we always knew now they are increasing the standard deduction because of inflation but i don't feel like a lot of people are going to be able are not going to feel that increase. So make sure you're being strategic. Maybe this is the year for you to switch to a S corp. If your business is being profitable, right? Putting yourself on payroll. I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing very well, making a lot of mm-hmm. money and still not paying themselves. Yeah. We need to fix that. Like that, that is a strategy to lower your taxable liability and let the business assume the tax liability instead of you paying estimated taxes. And it could position yourself because now you're getting a W-2 to get approved for capital. Maybe you weren't able to get capital before, but now you can prove you you are getting wages from your job that could posture you to be able to just advance in so many different ways. So if you, if you are not paying yourself as an entrepreneur, that should be the very first financial goal you should have on the list for 2023 as well. Uh, I love that. And um, I, I always like the 15th and the 30th because Mitchell Productions, direct deposits by hey. way of Gusto. Hey, Gusto, <laughs> yeah. come sponsor us uh, into my bank account. And so, but interestingly enough that you said that there are some things that I've noticed, um, opportunities, funding, that they are saying have an employee plus yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looks like they are kind of leaning towards um, businesses that have employees versus mm-hmm. 
even if it was just one other. So that's something that I've I've definitely seen out there. Thank you, Ayana said. This is this is good. Uh, if you're just popping on in, we're um, just talking about um, goal setting with finances within entrepreneurship. And so, what other um, things would you say specifically around goals and and entrepreneurs setting goals um, about looking at their finances to help them do that? I say think big, but live small. Right. I think a lot of us taking we take a lot of information as I know every entrepreneur. I love me a good old podcast. I listen to your podcast. I listen to I listen to a lot of things. I, I've taken a lot of information. I read a lot of books. But I think I was saying in my podcast last week that 2023 needs to be the year of implementation and we need mm -hmm. to stop. I'm on a social media hiatus right now mm -hmm. and I have found myself being so more clearer about what I need to get done because I'm not inundated by other people's content and all the other things that are coming in on the Tiki Talks and Instagram. Yeah. And I and although we do need to get information, it's important to be clear about what it is that you want to execute and so that you can make it into bite size. So you want to put yourself on payroll, but you're only bringing in $2,000 a month with your business. Then the other part is the only way to increase revenue is to either lower your deductions or make more money or get more clients, sell more product, right? So if mm -hmm. you think of either one of those two things and you're like, all right, I need to make more money, then what does more money need to be? Does that mm -hmm. mean you need to increase your prices? Because making more money can go both ways. You could actually keep the same clientele you have and increase your um, services, increase your products, which you should be doing on an annual basis anyways, because inflation is a real thing. I have a lot of clients right now, right? Yeah. Bakers. This is their Super Bowl of the year. They're baking cakes yes. and cupcakes and things. Milk has gone up. Eggs have gone up. Butter has gone up. And they might have increased their price last year. But I say, you know what? June's actually a good time for bakers to increase their prices because you're about to come into the holiday season when you're the busiest. Not wait January because then you might have been losing some money when you actually start looking at your numbers and you're like, Dang it! I, you know, I was using prices I used January last year, and I yeah. really should have maybe went up twenty cents a cupcake because you know butter went up and things like that. Or let's say you make um hand soaps or lotions, right? You're talking about yeah. natural shea butter, you know, and let's and we haven't even talked about inventory shortages, right? You have to ship all that stuff in. Shipping's gone up. Shipping's yes. cost more going out, right? So let's really break down every piece of our business, and then the other pieces. Um, I've been doing tax preparations with all my clients. I yeah. go over what apps are you using? I'm using, I had a client, she said she's using Kick, ClickUp, Dosado, HoneyBooks, Flowdesk. She said, I still oh got goodness. a mail. Right. She said, I still use MailChimp. But I'm not using it because I'm switching over. And I said, so let's count how much money you're spending that you're not utilizing. And when we got to doing it, she ended up closing down her MailChimp. Um, mm -hmm. she was still trying to figure out ClickUp. ClickUp is not user-friendly. You really have to watch uh, their tutorials to use it. Yeah. Um, so she was like, maybe I could do it in somewhere else. But as we were mapping out what it needs to look like, she was able, we, we ended up saving her about $250 a month for just the apps. We yeah. even got into the deductions that she actually has. So go back into what you utilize. Like, I, look, I'll ride or die for QuickBooks because uh -huh. it does a lot of things. But even me, right, I'm guilty of it. I used to do my contracting in one app. Um, I had QuickBooks, so I was doing my my um, inventory. But I had like three different SOP systems. I had Square, Stripe, and PayPal. Well, QuickBooks does invoicing. Why wasn't I just using the QuickBooks or just use one POS system? So now I'm just on Square. 
Okay. I do like Square a lot. Now, Flow, I'm not Flowdesk, HoneyBooks, you can make your contracts and have direct deposit into your business bank account. Again, think about the functionality of each of the things that you use and try to streamline that because once you can streamline things too, you can give yourself more more time back on your schedule too. So not only is this saving you money, but it's saving your time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, you dropped. Listen, dropping nuggets. I see. I see. Katona was like, "You speaking the truth." Yeah. Oh my goodness, Elmira, who was our guest last week, amazing tips. Wow. Um, I want to go back to the raising of the pricing. Uh -huh. A lot of times, and Sharice, and let me know if you see this. A lot of times, entrepreneurs have an app. Um, apprehension about raising prices. I don't want to, you know, there's a fear, but this actually is a time where you can blame it on inflation. Like you, just like you said, butter went up, shipping went up, like everything went up. So the price is not that you're trying to gouge the customer. Mm -hmm. You literally have a valid have excuse. I wouldn't yeah. even look. And for me, so I did a, um, an ep a podcast episode about, boundaries right we, we are navigating entrepreneurship on this map right but you but we as entrepreneurs induce our own boundaries and what that could look like is saying i think we've talked about this i'm scared to do lives because i'm an introvert right i'm scared yeah. to um send a whole bunch of emails because people might unsubscribe well my thought mm -hmm. process is that is are we trying to get to the money and it's beyond the money are we trying to get to the impact are we trying mm -hmm. to find our tribe that actually hangs out with us, wants to get our information, wants to be present within us. Because the reality situation, if you guys don't read no other book, read A Thousand True Fans. The mm. theory is if you, let's say you're an author, you write a book every quarter, the book is $10 and you got a thousand people who will buy anything that you put out. You're making $10,000 every quarter. You're making 40,000. That's a livable wage. Now, granted, yeah. you got to pay some back-end stuff, but $40,000 ain't nothing to sniff at. So imagine what? you did a workbook. Let's imagine you start doing digital products. You start building out a library of, of a rapport. You yeah. can start really making, it's easy to make six figures, to be honest with you, if you like map it out and like do the work. This is the other part. So I tell people when you're trying to test the theory, so right, right now I'm going Who can you guys see me? I have a Black Friday uh, we sale. We hear you. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Listen, you because you're dropping such good information. This is a great time while we work on getting um, the video back. Let's take a quick, uh, a quick um, commercial break. I'm gonna let Sharice hang out in the virtual um, green room. This is good. Again, we are talking about goal setting with finances, with entrepreneurship. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break from our sponsor, uh, the Platform Builder Program, and then we'll be back uh, up to the stage with our guest, Sharice Chambers. Are you a high-achieving woman entrepreneur who is ready to ditch being invisible and unpolished, but finally ready to shine a spotlight on your expertise and services? There's a better way to increase the visibility of your personal brand and gain more customers. Let Charvette Mitchell show you with the Platform Builder Program. The Platform Builder Program is her signature 12-month group coaching program built for female entrepreneurs and leaders who are ready to position their expertise and services with a polished visual brand, increase visibility with speaking opportunities, build authority with a published book, and convert more customers with content marketing. Not only do you walk away with all of the juicy strategic nuggets in Charvette's head, but with tangible outcomes that you can see and feel. 
Find out more and apply at www.platformbuilder.biz. All right, there you have it. There you have it. Let's bring our guest uh, back up here. And so uh, as we left off, Sharisa, <laughs> Kathy, thanks for being here. She was like, great tips. We'll definitely read a thousand true fans. And so you were you were kind of like just breaking that down. So you don't have to go viral. You don't have to have- No, a, you know. and you don't want to. Why would you? So this is the other part. Again, what's the goal? Yeah. Or do you want to be popular? Or you want to have impact? Mm-hmm. Look, she's just said, do you want to have, do you, do you want to, we were saying at the same time, do you want yes. to, because it's even beyond making money. Do you want to be popular, make impact? Cause this is the other part. If you don't have the systems in place to go viral, that could be the detriment of your business. Example, let's, I'm always use product-based businesses are probably in service-based businesses too. Let's say I put out a service. I, I can only. I can only have so many meetings. The most meetings I've ever taken in one day was eight. When I tell you I was tired at the end of the day, now I can't make a double of me. Um, I could possibly have maybe contractors that also talk about taxes and things of that nature. But the 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 sweet spot for Sharice is that I'm the you, I'm the touch base. I, I want to be the present right. person. So I can only see so many people. I can have so many coaching clients. So at some point you reach your top. So how do you increase your revenue if you don't increase your prices? Product-based businesses. If you don't increase your prices, you could actually be losing money. You could lose money in service-based businesses. It's a, not going to say harder, but product-based businesses is very easy. I had a client scared to raise their prices. Every time she mm-hmm. sold a lotion, she was losing $2. Oh, wow. Do you, do you want to keep losing $2? And then what happened is, then she said, I need a loan from the bank. One, she couldn't show that her business was profitable. She could see... The, cash flow and nowadays if you're showing cash flow in paypal or square once you get over the ten thousand dollar threshold they'll send you um they'll let you take out a loan from them because all they want to prove is that you're making money that all right. their concern is about cash flow they only check your credit you can get a two thousand minute that's, a, that's, a, them, that's a, hold on that's a that's a nugget for somebody oh. right there so if oh. somebody <laughs> need to catch that if that's if that's okay, what you are okay so you might not have known that so if you need a micro loan, because this is the other part, banks don't, first of all, banks don't loan to people who need money. But the second part is a lot of them don't like to do loans for a low amount because it's not a good return for them on the interest of the loan. They typically like to let someone borrow a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I don't need, I don't need a hundred thousand dollars. Um, mm-hmm. just, it just depends on what kind of business you're going into. Right. So a micro loan might be your way, especially if you're just getting started. You're like, Oh, I just need to, I just need $2,000, $3,000, right? But the other part is I love about PayPal and Square is that it actually makes you prove your theory. That's why they say, we will loan you this money once you sell over $10,000. And with Square, as soon as you get close to paying it off, they'll say, hey, you want an extra, you want $5,000 now? We see you pay this back. And if you pay it quick too, and the other thing I love about Square and PayPal with the micros is, you can have a setup where it comes out of each one of your sales. So you're not even realize you're paying it back as you're selling items. You can set it up up to 30% with PayPal. I'm not for sure with square. Um, and you be, you could be paying it back. So I've done this through PayPal during tax season, because I know that's the Super Bowl season for me. That's when I make the most of my money. Yeah. So I borrowed $5,000 and I paid it back in 90 days. There you go. Because there I was go. making so much money, yes, back and paid it right back, and then took out another loan, right? And then I was like, okay, 
we're gonna, we gonna settle right there. But yes, uh-huh. a lot of us don't need, a, if you don't need a lot of money, think about using your POS system as a way to get some working capital. But know what you're going to do with that capital though. Don't just be borrowing money just to be borrowing the money. Oh, that is, listen, this whole show, that one point that you gave for somebody watching or listening, that was worth listening to this whole entire conversation. Listen, um, Elmira said, yes, I've used Square Loans. Katona is saying, um, yes, PayPal is always sending loan offers. And so they are legit. Uh, so don't be don't be scared. I want to capture yeah. this comment, which is related kind of to impact that you were talking about. And Elmira had a, a workshop on Saturday. She served the heck out of one guest and she loved it and transformed. Um, so I had one person in my workshop and she transformed transformation, big transformation. So it is absolutely about about the impact. Wow. And so um, how can people work with you? I'd love, you know, love for you to oh. share. How can people work with you? So if you follow me on my Instagram page, I have a link, obviously. Um, and then if you go to the link tree, it the I think the third button on the bottom says work with me, right? It's just a real quick questionnaire. I customize my packages and I know some coaches frowned upon. They're like, you should have a signature package. I do have a signature package. It's called TTC Academy. But I also have an understanding that small business owners, because again, for me, it's about impact. Everyone has different needs. Some clients just yeah. want me to walk them through their QuickBooks. Like, how do I use this app? Because the yeah. although QuickBooks is user-friendly, in my opinion, but I am a yeah. bookkeeper, so I might be biased. <laughs> um, you are only as good as you know bookkeeping or accounting principles. So I had a meeting with a client this week. God bless her soul. I gave her homework. She did good. She made the tags, but she tried to add her assets in. And then when we pulled up her balance sheet, it was negative. And I said, oh, Mm. no, I said, you put in how much you should have been depreciating the assets, not how much they are actually valued at this present Uh, time. I said, so go back to your um, last um, tax return and put in that number. She's like, oh, and we went back and I showed her how to do it. So maybe you just need someone to show you how to use your QuickBooks. Or maybe you're like, Sharice, I feel like I spend 20, 30, 40 hours doing my bookkeeping. I would rather you do it. You probably yeah. do it in two seconds and pay you for it, right? Because you might be in the space to scale. Because the other part is now every bookkeeper is not the same. And I'm kind of a, a, um, a special breed because I do taxes and bookkeeping. And bookkeeping, most bookkeepers only put in data. That's what a bookkeeper is. They put in data. Right. A tax preparer is someone who can give you information around tax code, tax preparation, tax Mm -hmm. planning, right? And actually do your taxes. I do both. Most people don't do both. And that's why I say I'm a CFO for small business owners. So I want to do both. I want to say, as your bookkeeper, I want to look at your numbers and say, hey, I saw you ran a Facebook ad and I saw you ran a Google ad. And I say, how many clients did you get from the Google ad? From Because we look back at our analytics, right? Right. And as you look at your analytics, you say, well, I didn't get any clients from the Google ad, but I got one client from the Facebook ad. And I'll say, well, let's run that again and let's stop running the Google ad or let's run it later. Right. I'm giving you analytical thought processes. Now, I'm not making the decision for you. All I am is bringing a thought Mm -hmm. process and saying, let's be smart. And uh, um, one of my success stories is I had a client during COVID. I noticed her numbers were being weird right before COVID. And I didn't know COVID was happening, but I was like, something's Um. happening. And uh, we were already in the transition to get her online with her retail store. Um, and then COVID happened. And she was able to not only keep her doors open, 
but maintain sales to keep everyone on payroll and to also expand her location from where she was to another locality because she was able, she was looking at her numbers every day. We were looking at the numbers every single week. We met once a week. And I know some people are like, gosh, I don't want to look at my numbers every week. But the reality situation is if you don't have a pulse of the financial health of your business, something Mm -hmm. like a COVID could have you closing your doors like a lot of businesses are doing now. Or maybe you wasting money. I've seen people spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, Google's ads, and they're kind of like, I don't understand why it's not working. And it's beyond algorithms and going viral. There is, once you find your sweet spot, all you got to do is duplicate it. And you can, and you, I can, I can send an email right now and make a hundred dollars. You got to know what your sweet spot is. Like you got to know how to talk to your people and also put yourself where your people are too. If Facebook, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get off of Facebook. Me and Facebook ain't (laughs) friends. I don't make no money off of Facebook. It really is just a placeholder. But I mean, like, let's talk about it. Let's have a thought process. I had a client. um, She's a wedding planner. And um, I said, you really should consider being on Pinterest. And I sent her my Pinterest um, workbook. And she Uh said, I hadn't even thought about it. I said, what do where do brides go when they when they get married? Yeah, they make a Pinterest board. Yeah, you should be on Pinterest and use, <laughs> and that's a that is a search engine optimization space. People, weddings, yeah, Virginia, let's listen. You don't need to be on Facebook. I know that's the first place people go. Let me let me go on Facebook and Instagram. That might not be where your people at. I really find my jam in LinkedIn, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. And um, another comment about the PayPal, like never paid it any mind, and and now you know, we'll look into it. So yeah, it, it is uh, is legitimate. Elmira saying, "Yep, made two sales immediately, sending an email last last week." Wow. So um, definitely, listeners. And if you are in the podcast, look down below in the show notes. We have the full bio for Cherise, all of her links. Her main website is there, the connection points. Um, definitely go follow, hang out with her. We've tagged in all of the places where we are. Charvette.com is the easiest way to say, I didn't hear, I, I missed all. Just go to Charvette.com. And there's a full blog post about Cherise and has all of her links, all of her links there. Uh, so my last question uh, for you as we get ready to wrap up. Um, the show, the goal of the show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we want to know what continues to motivate Sharice. So I'm going to drop another book. <laughs> Chop wood and carrying water. Falling in love with the process. Um, every day, I guess now that I've been an entrepreneur for over a decade, right? I have mm-hmm. some some um, girth in the game, some 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 solid foundations, right? Yeah. So now I wake up excited because I know of the work that I've done and I have so much more that I know needs to be done. Um, I feel I'm kind of like in a space of debunking all of the social media gurus um, because coaching is not some. Actually, I didn't want to be a coach. I wasn't even thinking about that. I would just want to do the taxes. I would just want to wear my glasses, be cozy, drink coffee, yeah. be that person. <laughs> and um I'm always encouraged when people say you make numbers fun and I think they're mm. fun. I just, I just convey it that way. Right. And I want you, yeah. I don't want to come in here and talking about accounts receivables and um, liabilities and assets. Although those are, there is a language to business you should know as an entrepreneur. Yeah. But I really want to make people to be excited about their own business and not, and take the anxiety. I have a lot one of the reasons why I didn't qualify for a PPP loan <laughs> when COVID happens, because I actually ran into a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, hey, Sharice, 
don't judge me. And I said, I'm not, there's not a judgment zone. I haven't filed my taxes in three years. Can you help me? I had a lot of people, a lot, I mean, a lot more people than I had. I was, I could even imagine. And I'm grateful that they felt so comfortable enough to come to me and say, hey, I need your help. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, the impact is happening. I'm just doing the due diligence. I'm doing the Lord's work with the numbers. Yeah. You know, so if you need help with the numbers, just even a one-on-one session to be like, I have stats, but I don't know how to connect the dots. Yeah. Good. And certainly we can hear that you are, you bring color and commentary all around the numbers. That is very, very evident. Well, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. You're welcome. Stopping by the Charvette Mitchell radio show. And it's been great, great to meet you. It was great to meet you in person and we will continue to just stay connected. Thank you for all the love and support you show on social media towards, I know my brand and my pages. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. That's a wrap. An amazing show. I know some of you will need to say, let me go back and listen. So one of the easiest places to do that is charvette.com. So just go to our main um, show website and you'll see Sharice's full bio. All of her links are there. So those are great connection points. And then absolutely, if you are in the live streaming audience, tag someone that is in business that you know, you're like, hey, I think you need to come listen to this. Um, I'm sure that they would be appreciative of it. Thank you, uh, Katona. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you, Kathy, for being here. Great tips. Thank you uh, so much. Thank you, Elmira. She's wonderful. You inspired me. Um, you've inspired me. Thank you. That is, that's for Sharice. Shout out, uh, to Andrea on, uh, Andrea on, uh, Twitter. I got a notification on Twitter. Thank you for um, being there with us again. This segment is brought to you by the platform builder program. Uh, check out platformbuilder.biz. I say it's a group coaching program, but it's, it's really four components. It's group coaching. It's one-on-one coaching. There's done for you services like the photo shoot in the book. And then also there's actual curriculum, there's video curriculum um, within um, this great member portal we have for you. So it's really four part component. And I'd love to talk to you if you are serious about elevating your visibility, your marketing and your branding. It's time. Platformbuilder.biz. All right. We will see you all later. Thanks for all of the love in the comments and those that are going to listen into the future. Um, We're excited that you uh, were here and it's a wrap. Bye. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.